Andy, what's happening? Pukunakua. I uh, I pit record on my computer just in case I don't get Nate today. So I'm going to record us, and I may or may not use it. Oh, okay. Yep. Wow. So I'm your hedge in case. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I like it. I'm the default because I'm that poor. I uh, Well, you're not as poor as me and Nate. <laughs> I mean, in terms of my... Uh, my um, broadcasting capabilities. No, I, of course. I was just, I was just segueing. <laughs> you, you stomped on my segue. So, yeah, you're right. You are the backup option. You stomped on the segue like that. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun. Labor Day in the HHL, man. Love it. Man, you know, like I said, last year we were down over 100 bucks on Fab. It was like the weakest Fab ever. We came out today, I mean, what, 63, 72. I'm doing the math right now. 78, 82, 82 bucks spent today. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, and I love it. I think it's, I think it's very valid. Uh, I'm kind of curious on people that, you know, you and I talked about this yesterday of like, okay, you know, throwing out bids, you know, um, and in particular, I'll talk about Kyron Williams because I had interest was just, do I want to put out a go get a bid or do I want to put out a, I'm happy uh, getting him at this price, and if I don't, I'm okay, which is what I settled on with my 22. But to be honest, when I was thinking about doing the go get him bid, I was thinking around the $35 range, which still wouldn't have got him. So I'm kind of interested with the guys like that bid under $10 for guys on what their thought, or if they're blown away by people bidding that high, or if they're just like, oh, yeah, I was willing to take a shot, you know. Yeah, kind of, kind of curious. Yeah, and I, I would be curious too. I my bet is it's just I'll take a shot. I think depending on who's left, I think our league has a good enough, um, you know, gauge of how everyone is. Like they know I'm gonna, they know I'm gonna bid a lot, you know. And I think early in the year it's probably like, oh, let's see if I can get a guy. Whereas later in the year when I'm out of money, which inevitably happens, happens every year, you know, the bids probably come down a little bit. But I think it's mostly like. It's tough. It's no matter what, it's hard because you got to gauge other people's needs, and then your own like gauge about how good the guy could be. You know, so I mean, it's I can see why I used to like be all about like overbidding, but now it's like I can see why it's so varied, and I don't really make a big deal about it anymore. You know? Yeah, no, I well, I agree. You don't have to make a big deal about it, but I definitely there's always not always a lot of times there are guys. And Kyron Williams could be that guy that is a league winner, and you need to go out. I mean, if he steps in as an elite back week two, I mean, forty one dollars is a steal, an absolute steal. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're talking about you know him taking the place of a keeper for goodness sakes. I mean, there was huge value to be the Rams number one. So I love it. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's great. There was there was one bid that I really thought was uh, well, there was two bids that I thought were interesting for completely opposite reasons. Not bids, but wins. So I just love the fact that there was how many bids. I mean, I think did everybody have a bid? Oh, that's a good question. One, two, three, four, five. Slankbox had a bid. Vinny had a bid. Roger. I think everybody had a bid. I think so. Which yeah. is fantastic. Week one. Love it. Yeah, man. Everybody was in. Look at that. And it looks like goalie wanted Kyron Williams. Probably thought he was overbidding. I'm curious what his thoughts on that are. Yeah. Bucks. Yeah. Not he, that guy. He's good about letting us know his thought process. But, I mean, yeah, I, I, 
it's a psychological game, but uh, it it's so you know the big bids being Kyron and Puka by me. I mean, I'm the only one with that big. Ten dollars to to Swizzle was the next highest bid, but um, I I mean right down the line we talked we've kind of talked about it a lot and that me and Nate touched on it like you know goalie and Nate a couple of teams that had more running back uh, I don't want to say worries running back open ended situations right yeah. and if they're the two high bidders and then for me I mean. I don't know how much people want to go into Puka, but I know I need receiver help, so I'm willing to spend that early in the season on a guy. So they're right down the line. My, I have a question for you on Puka. Yeah. Is that a um, three-week bid, or is that a, I think um, there's an opportunity for Cooper Cup to not return, or the third one is the opportunity that Puka's going to have a role even if Cooper Cup comes back? It's... Or, it will the amount reflects it. I my bid is that I think there's a good chance, not a good chance. Let's say I'm giving a percentage. Let's say thirty percent to Cooper Cup just being out all year, or at least if he's out on our four weeks, he comes back, give him a couple years to finish. I mean, I'm, I I think it's going to be more than that, but I would have bid no matter what on simply three weeks. Like I, you know me, I, I want to win early. I want to win often, so I would have bid, but I did put a couple extra bucks, and I was up to twenty nine. And I pulled it down at the last second to 22, which I'm glad I did. But I was going to bid 20 up to 29, thinking if anyone's going to bid 30, go ahead. But I'm going to go for it. But, you know, I think, I again, I, I would have bid. A, if I knew people were bidding a lot, like if it wasn't blind, I would have bid a lot. If it wasn't blind, if I knew, like, someone's bidding this much, we go higher, I would have bid a lot. Because I need receiver help. There's the upside of him having a Cooper Cup role all year. Like, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. But... If that's a ten percent chance, I will fucking pay for that like any day, like no doubt. So I yeah, that that was a, that was I'm very hopeful that he gets you know like a full year, um, but I know it could only be three games, and that's the amount. You know, twenty two for three weeks would be fine for me. Yeah, I'm not surprised by the amount. I am surprised that only it looks like only two others bid on Puka. That's surprising. Yeah. Oh no, I guess Vinny did. Vinny put a zero dollar. Vinny. Yeah, they're not a couple zero dollars. I go back to like I go back to like the reason I was getting so up to twenty nine and getting so high is because like I'm like, what do I actually want, right? And I'm like, a, a possible full year highly targeted receiver. Like I'm just like, in a Cooper Cup role. I, there was just so many reasons where I always like, oh, went so high, and I I guess not everyone feels like there's a desperate receiver, which I think kind of reflects the lead, the change in scoring and the fact that people were probably. Like I, I had the most running back lopsided team, if that makes sense. Like so I needed a receiver the most. So I can understand why there's not a bunch of uh challenges, but I'm with you. I thought there'd be a little more than that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Um two bids that I really liked. Um I like Raider Nate getting Sean Tucker for four dollars. Um I really like Protege getting Jacoby Myers for zero bucks. Nice. I think I mean he could that that that's a I mean a zero dollar for a guy that could have a huge role in that offense after what it looked like if late week one is I mean there's no gambling involved there at all. That's fantastic. So yeah. um the one that I in that I found interesting was the Adam um oh see I read it wrong. Never mind. No, I like it. Or she should he or Adam Thielen. I was reading it the other way for some reason. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, so, never mind. I like Shahid. Um, and I'm curious how these guys play these pickups. Um, 
like this was will put Shahid in for Juju. You know, Shahid's a big play guy. New Orleans has another good passing matchup. I'm curious if he gets in there. Doesn't like did he put him in? I haven't seen it. I'm, I'm looking at the waivers page right now. I'm gonna leave him to stay on it. Yeah, I'm looking. He currently does not have him in the lineup, but I could definitely see him plugging in for Juju. Um for sure. Yeah, he's probably just in a He's just in a, he's probably working in a meeting, but so by the way, me and you were doing this at nine thirty nine, so we just had a we just had a waiver. So guys that haven't got to the lineup, there's it's definitely understandable. So you might put him in. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at that. I mean, he has Christian Watson questionable. Um, he also got Gus Edwards swizzled it. So it'll be interesting to see what he does with his flexes. Um, I would assume he would move. He would consider Tony Pollard and Derrick Henry as one, two. So Isaiah McLaurin and Juju Smith-Schuster, I would assume, are his flex plays in some capacity, depending on what he wants to do. So it would be interesting. Oh, man. What a week. What a week. So, yeah. So, yeah, back to – yeah. I was looking – I'm looking at Nate 41. That's – he went big. He's not afraid. And he, he – I can see why he did it. I'm curious if he plops him in right away because I'm going to start Puka because the Niners – I know the Steelers were bad, but I think the Niners are good, and I think the Steelers were overhyped. Like, I don't know if Pickett is as good as people thought because of preseason action. I still think the Niners can be beat deep and through the air if they're going to be beat, whereas Kyron, who Nate just picked up, I think the Niners might be a little better against the run. He might have stats better than me that says that I'm completely an idiot, but I'm curious if he starts him right away. Well, I mean, he's got, right now, you know, he, he has Kenneth Walker and Lockett in his... Flexes. He also has Drake London who put up the zero, um, even though he ran like on over ninety percent of routes, right? So it'll be interesting to see if he makes an adjustment there on his wide receiver two and opens up a flex spot. I mean, he has options, um, but yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I don't know if if playing Kyron Williams if it hasn't come out saying he's the bona fide starter against. 49ers run D is is enticing enough? Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if, if, if Watson's out and Dobbs practices this week, um, I could see why that would be more enticing. I don't know. Did anyone pick up Tutu? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Tutu got picked up. Okay, Protege picked him up. That's solid. He got him for zero bucks. See, it was a Rams. It was a Rams buffet on the Fab this week. Holy well, cow! I think, uh, if there would be one shocking, uh, no one saw coming on the week. It's the Rams putting up thirty points, right? Yeah, and I think that's why we're all getting excited and spending money. Is if the Rams back? If the Rams, Stafford. yeah, if Stafford and the Rams are back to being a juggernaut, even without Cup, you just play them against. Like I say, Nate plays them. Kyron Williams, I'll play Puka. Like. The best offenses you play them every week. You don't care about matchups, right? So I think that's what we're all hoping is the. Not only are we hoping our picks are real, but if, if our Ram, if the Rams are for real, then all of our pickups could work out. So, mm-hmm. oof, go. Yeah. And Protege is a Rams fan. Only spent zero dollars on Tutu, but good bid. I like it, man. Because I mean, Tutu, Tutu and Nakua both got enough targets to where, you know, Puk, they're saying Puka in the Cooper Cup role. I think Puka was more Robert Woods' role. Of a few years ago, so you know maybe Tutu as a smaller guy is, is going to actually be the more Cooper Cup role because you know Puka didn't play as much in the slot as Cooper Cup. He played outside more, so the, the zero dollar Tutu 
could be a classic case of me spending 22 on Puka and the $0 at will being the real long-term hit. So, fun stuff. Um, is, <laughs> is, um, Tutu Pakua the best uh, wide receiver duo name in the history of the NFL? Puku and Tutu? That's up there, dude. <laughs> That's up there. Puku per cup? There's marketing people that make big bucks to come up with some sort of t-shirt for the Rams with that combo, isn't it? Well, I have a question. Yeah, it, it is. does Tutu do spin moves or does Tutu do plies? hey yo. <laughs> That's just some tremendous ballet knowledge. <laughs> oh man! So yeah, what else we got? We got uh, you said Gus Edwards. So Gus Edwards goes for nine, and um, where was the Justice Hill? Someone picked him up, right? Uh, Justice Hill went for zero dollars to Vinny. So Vinny's. So again, the same thing we just said with Puka and Tutu. I mean, Gus went for nine. Justice went for zero. Whew, that's gonna be that's gonna be uh what's well, gonna probably be a headache either way, but last week was a really weird thing with Justice getting the goal line work and Edwards getting that two point conversion in the fifth between the twenties, so that'll be another fun one to see which one works out better. Yeah. And as always the one thing I, I love looking at week one is the amount of drafted players that are dropped. We got Dante Foreman, Rashad Penny, Kevin Hall, Thielen, Odell Beckham. I don't know if likely wasn't drafted. Um, he was dropped for Laporta, but was it ever drafted or dropped? No, he was pick up. Uh, like Kelsey was pick up. up. Yeah. Jeff Wilson Jr. was a draft pick dropped and uh, dropped, and Marvin Mims draft pick dropped. I'm surprised about that. Just a little, not surprised, but I, I guess yeah, I'm not surprised at all. I guess I just would have picked a different guy, but um, interesting. But it, you know, he kept Van Jefferson, who was. Awful that drop he had, and if Prozzi watched the game, he knows what I'm talking about. Like, you know, maybe he's just, and I, it's, it's actually maybe okay for smart of him because again, maybe it was a fluke. Maybe Van Jefferson ends up being Cooper Cup the next two weeks, but um, he gave Marvin Mims a week, and I don't, you know, actually, I, I'm talking myself that that's probably the right play. The Denver didn't look good again. Yeah. He's a rookie, and, and Judy might be coming back. I mean, I, I actually think uh, at the end of the day, he kept two guys in the Rams' offense, which, again, they might be a juggernaut. That's that's actually the right – I'm actually changing my mind. I like his – I think that's fine. Yeah, because I'm looking at the rest of his lineup, and I don't think there's – it was definitely probably a choice between those two. Um, well, who did he drop for Jacoby Myers? Um – He dropped Gerald Everett, so yeah, that's an easy drop. Yeah. So, I think, yeah. There you go. Yeah, Fantastic, man. man. And they, they with the $4 Sean, Tuck, Sean Tucker that you lauded, uh, Al Davis yeah, put a zero. Al Davis put a zero in there, so there are other people thinking about him. Yeah. Yeah, I got him in, in goalies league. I, I think, uh, boy, I don't know what to think about it. He's, he, at worst, he's a really good handcuff because I think if, if, um, Rashad White goes down. Sean Tucker is a free down back, and I mean he might be better than Rashad White, but you know who knows. I don't know. These some of these guys are interesting. I'm kind of jumping up off of the waivers, but Rashad White, big workload, not much output. Alexander Madison had a touchdown, but not much output. Played the Bucks though. I guess you give him another week. But um, yeah, these yeah, I, I didn't watch much of that game, but the stuff I was reading. Um, 
not not pleasant about Alexander Madison. So again, they have the the Bucks run D the last few years on the whole, maybe not every year, but on the whole has been about the best run defense in football. So, and so I mean that's why I was like, I hey, you want to give him another week. I don't know if they, you know, I've, we've had studs do nothing against Tampa the last few years. I speaking mm-hmm. from experience, McCaffrey's done nothing. I mean he's a, a monster. So um, yeah, so no good pickups, man. I, like you said, all ten dudes getting in there, love it. Love it. Yeah. Woo. Love the activity. Now we just are we gonna start getting some trades after week two? That's that's the question. I think so. That's the question. I hope so. I think so. We we had some early season trades the last couple of years. I mean, maybe not maybe not week two, but I think in the first month we might have a trade. Yeah, might have a trade. Um, yeah, I mean, or I don't know. Yeah, what do you think? Make we'll a trade first month? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I definitely think. Um, you know, I yeah. There's there's going to be teams that. You know, are going to be 0 and 2, possibly. I guess you know, technically there doesn't have to be, but I don't know what the matchups are. But yeah, 0 and 2, but with a with a good amount. Well, we have one, two. We had shit, seven teams go 90 points or lower. If we have that same type of output, where you know, after week two, then we have teams. Putting in a low point output, yeah, there might be a push of like, okay, we got this glut. I need to make a move to someone that's got, you know, some players that can put up some points and make a difference. So, let's see. There's a tidbit if we are curious. There will be one 0 2 at least, as Swizzle and Nate. Yeah, Swizzle and Nate play 0 1 apiece. So, that's a for sure 0 2 in that matchup. And after that, there's no for sure 0 2. But that might be matchup of the week is 0 2 to start the season is. In the old days, 0-2 was almost, you were like under 10% making the playoffs immediately. So that was the old days. There's an extra game. Swizzle. There's an extra game now, so I don't want to say it now. Yeah. But, yeah. Swizzle is the obvious person that has the collateral to make a big trade, right? He's got two high-drafted um, players on IR that he could fish out there. And I reached out to him you know, before Sunday to, to gauge the appetite on you know, do you want to make a move for short-term gain and and offload a risk? So he's the one that's got the the obvious uh, players to make a move. So yeah, you're the one he wants to do. And, and again, you're you're getting if the team gets to two and zero, they might take a shot. And I you're not doing specific, but you know, there other teams might take a shot to say a Cooper Cup. And yeah. if they're two and zero, they hey, I'm two and zero. I have some space. I got some extra depth. I can trade away. I get Cooper Cup, and I, I can afford to wait. Not you know, again, he could be out the whole year, who knows? But at least a few games, and then have an absolute monster coming out after four weeks. So yeah, that's, that's uh, who I reached out of because he's you know you know Taylor's coming back, right? We know Taylor's coming back, and whether you want to play the game of you know there's Ursay and the Colts gonna screw him a maybe to make him sure he stays healthy so they can trade him whatever. But Cup is the wild card. And his trade value can only go down at this point with negative news, right? So that'd be the interesting one of trying to offload him before any potential more negative news comes out. There could be positive so, news, though. I, I think it's oh, it's been gray enough to where we could hear 
Cooper Beck will, should be back after AR. We might hear Cooper Cup's responding well. I think there's a chance of, you know. Yeah, but I don't think that's going to trade, you know, like ramp up his trade value to where, where it is right now. But if any more negative news comes out, his trade value just goes down. Yeah. Like, I would, I would, be, I would have a hard time. Let's just put it, if I'm in Swizzle shoes, I'd be trying to move Cooper Cup as opposed to moving Jonathan Taylor because of the um, volatility of the news that could come out. Whereas we know Taylor's going to cut back. Well, I got, I got, well, yeah, I mean, I hear that there's definitely volatility. I do think you get good news with Cooper Cup and increase his trade value and his trade desire because Swizzle could go 0-2, 0-3 and not be able to wait, wait another week or two and might get a decent hole. I mean, you know, it's up to you if you want to talk about the trade, but, like, I thought the offer was fair and something that he could use. Not that it was the right call. I'm just saying it, it makes sense. It was fair, so... Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I do hear you, though. So let me talk to you, ask about Taylor, though. What have you heard? I mean, why wouldn't he just, why is he back for sure? Like, why can't he just be out for the year, like a Le'Veon Bell? Um, why couldn't he be? I mean, there is there, but it's not, I don't think it's because he's injured. Okay. I think that would be, the, I think that would be, like, the underlying team issue. So but, you, you think it's pure lies that, because did you see the video back in August when he was walking around like he supposedly had a back injury but said he had nothing but then he was walking around like literally like he had a back injury at practice you don't you don't buy there's any back or ankle issues just pure lies um I think there no I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with them I don't think it's a phantom IR because I don't think you can even do that in the NFL but um Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a situation where, like, Cooper Cup, where he might have some crazy shit that he can't play. Yeah. You know, I think it's something that, off the top of my head, that I just think Taylor's going to play. Okay, okay. Whereas, you know, Cooper Cup seeing specialists at this point, being kind of open with the fact that there's something going on that they, don't, they can't figure out what their issue is, that's scary. I'm not saying Swizzle would do this, of course. I'm not saying anyone would, but I'm curious, from your perspective, as a you're the high score of the week. You're feeling good. Would you take both those guys for a medium? You know, you're not going to trade an Uber stud, but you know, Josh Jacobs. Would you trade Taylor and Cup for Josh Jacobs? Like, you know, a guy that could be an absolute dude. Um. Well, Jacobs is. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I guess that's an example, but like, I'm James Conner's not there, but like, uh, Ridley maybe. Like, I don't know. I'm just. I'm trying to play the game here. Would you take, like, would someone go so big as to say, I'll take both those guys because I started hot, I got a deep team. Give me Taylor Cup for one of my good, maybe not best, maybe best players. Not right now, but if if, I, if week two came around and my whole starting lineup went off, I'd probably change my two. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Clayton Tim. I mean, it'd be fun to make a big cocky play like that. But, <laughs> um, yeah, at this point, like, not be willing to for, that's too much risk yeah yeah for me to give up something like that yeah it's a lot i just it's really like you said it's a big cocky move but i'm just making a fun example but i mean like you know week two week two is enough time where like you know if my running backs are clear-cut starters with production and i have evans and pitman doing if they repeat week one where they're peppered with targets, red zone opportunities, touchdowns, whatever it may be, and they're just sitting on my bench, that would definitely, obviously, make me more inclined to be able to take a risk. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but I would not do that right now. Well, I got two things. I got um, Nate can't pod till after dinner, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that. So this might be the pod. It's looking like the pod. Um, and that, and I have five minutes before I have a meeting. So short pod, short pod. Maybe I'll get a set part two with Nate or maybe even someone else. I might, I might even try to get frisky and do maybe the pull someone else. But, um, for now I got this half hour. So five minutes left. Anything else? We talked some free agents. We talked a little bit of swizzle. We talked some trades. We talked, talked a little about it a lot, but, uh, anything else top of mind, heavy hitters related or football? Top of mind? No. I mean, like I said, it was just. Um, just a bad fantasy week, just in general. Um, you and I talked about it a little bit. Just, I think we had six starting players score under two points with a couple of zeros. And it's just a weird week. So, you know, I expect uh, a bounce back week for the HHL. I expect, you know, scores to be up. Obviously, with the scoring change, um, you know, we haven't even touched on. Did anybody? I didn't see in the text. Did anybody reach out to you? personally on the fact that touchdowns count as first downs no you know i'm very thankful that the league i there could have been some angry angry uh hitters but i didn't get anything personally if i did i probably wouldn't say obviously but um i will say that i didn't no one no one got after me which i appreciate because i i as you know because we were talking about originally you brought it up and did some of the the background work like I was upset about it, so it's like I would have understood someone taking a shot or two, but uh, they didn't. So I appreciate that. You know, hopefully, I hope at the end of the season, it's one of those things that are just kind of like still part of a better change that we all like. Because outside of that, which time will tell, I thought it was fun seeing some first downs being had. I thought it was fun. But well, the thing that the thing that balances is that if anybody spent the time to digest what you were proposing what we were basing off of was the scoring change from last year, which takes that into account, whether it was explained correctly or not. We still understood what the point change was going to be. On the whole. Um, yeah, on the whole. Yeah, so I don't know if it really would have changed too much in terms of draft strategy, but maybe it would. Maybe maybe it would have pumped uh, certain receivers more and dropped a running back. I don't know. I think, I think it would have, and I think that depending on <laughs> depending on how we're, you're doing in a given year would make you think that more, if that makes sense. I think we all have biases, but um, yeah, no, I didn't hear anything yet, so hope, sorry, and, and I'm glad, you know, so far people are, I think, having fun. Slingbox, I talked to Slingbox a bit. He did some background research, too. He liked it, so. Okay. Well, good. Love it. Yeah. Well, crazy week one, I think, uh, more than anything, week two is going to be a good equalizer. I'm bringing everything back to the mean, I would I would imagine. So it's just crazy to have that many low scores out of starters. So, yeah. yeah. So I think week two is going to have – it's going to be a much more interesting conversation in the pod midweek after uh, – in a week from now. So We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Maybe yeah. you know, maybe it's two, three, four weeks. I forget which year it was. It might have been last year, but we started out really low scoring. I think it was last year, actually. The first – I think we should check. It was a year last year or the year before. It started really, really slow for a matter of weeks before it kicked then it came back. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Week two, here we go. Here we come. Two Monday night games. So there's gonna be a lot of uh matchups um teetering on Monday night. Ooh. I would imagine, so. Ooh, yeah, we gotta look into that. But I'll do matchups maybe with someone else. But uh 
I'll talk to you later, buddy. All right. See ya.